I don't put times on these goals because whether it takes you one year or two years or five years, as long as you accomplishment and you're moving forward and you're taking action, then you're right where you need to be. Are you ready to transform your life? This is a no-nonsense show helping immigrants like you create generational wealth, even while working full-time. Get ready to take notes. Here's your host, Socket Jane. Welcome back, my Great to Wealth listeners. Today, we are speaking with Kate Glendon from Connecticut. Hey, Kate, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Kate, Kate and I were just having a conversation before we went, to the air, we went on air. I am confident you're going to love this session. It's different than who our previous audiences. I won't spoil it, so I won't give you a whole lot of context of what we're going to talk about today. But Kate, let's launch it. What do you do? Like give, give us a brief introduction, and then we'll go to your migration story. So what do I do? I improve people's health mindset and their kind of outside world, external and internal. And so we do that by health prevention. And then I do that as well as reframing our thoughts. So what we put out and think is what we'll receive back. So I have my own business, Glendon Coaching, that I started about a little while ago. And the reason I went into this route was during COVID, I was burnt out, stressed, but making good money. And I didn't want to give that up. And so I decided to choose what I wanted to do over money. My whole life, I was driven to get to the next level, the next level. And, you know, I, I was never happier, you know, like, give me 10,000 more dollars, 20 more thousand dollars, I'm always going to want more. And so through, you know, working from the bottom to the top and trying to save, but try to go on, you know, all these vacations and live up to every kind of brand possible mm-hmm. to show that I had money. It didn't mean anything. What meant something to me was actually being a life and mindset coach to really help people get to where they want to be to find harmony. So to build that business and have the peace and joy when they leave or turn off the computer for the night so that the ripple effect to their friends, family was positive, that they're not coming home upset or yelling because they had a bad day at work. Got it. This is actually amazing. So many questions because the path that you chose is not a path that commonly chose and you actually broke away from the conventional thinking of a job making you a lot of money versus you're not feeling fulfilled, no matter how much money somebody gave you, right? So actually, before we go that direction, I actually want to take us back. Um, when did you know you wanted to do this? Kind of like um, be I, not, not really be a coach, but be of help to people. You know, I would say as cliche as this is, is always like I always loved giving advice I always loved being in the know and figuring out like what is the latest research and how I could help someone so I think that's what led me to public health was trying to advise people on how to stay healthy and how to live better and longer lives and what you could do to do that and that was great and I love it but working 24 7 through the pandemic did take its toll And so when it became affected and changed my life, I knew things had to change and it took a while. I'm able to be in a place where 
I'm happy and any wealth could bring anyone. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that because I think last few years, if, not, if anything that has taught us, regardless of how much, how much pain has been caused in the world, but personally for everyone, everyone is reflecting on that, right? That something's missing and money can't fix it. Money can enable comforts and it can buy you things but it can't fill the void that you have in your soul. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, of course. So help me understand what was going through, if you don't mind us going deeper into that comment that you said that, that you just didn't feel fulfilled. What was going through you, through through your mind or emotions or what were you feeling? A feeling of lack, like no matter what I did, it wasn't enough. I wasn't getting the validation or the accolades that I needed to get to feel like I was doing something. Or like I was never hitting that next benchmarker. And I think I was kind of in my mind, like sabotaging myself. Like, what does that title really mean? That does not define me. Like my job doesn't define me. I define myself. So I had to kind of stop thinking of myself as my job. So pulling my identity away from that position and separating the two. So there was professional and personal and the personal, what did that person want and what did they want it to look like and how did they want to show up? And I kept working on that because the feeling came from within. It was inner work that I had to do. And if I was having a negative mindset about not getting the title change or the position I wanted or the money Mm -hmm. I deserved or seeing other staff get it. And I'm like, I do twice as much. It just made me so angry. And I was, you know, it was coming out in different ways. And, you know, life is so short and, but it really is. And do you want to be happy and have people around you? Or do you just want to be alone in in your own thoughts? So it's really kind of taking control and being like so grateful for what you have, the wealth that you have, Mm -hmm. and what could you do to make yourself really be gracious and gratitude for that. You know, they say what you put out there comes back. So if you're thinking negative thoughts about money, it's never going to build up more. If you're not helping someone with that money, even just, you know, buying the person's coffee, you're not creating that good karma that will come along with it. Yeah, no, I completely agree, right? So I think, well, there's something missing for me. So I'm going to ask a question and feel free to say you can or cannot respond because at some point I may at a personal point. So I want to be careful in asking these questions because they're deeper questions, right? So feel free to choose not to respond if it goes too personal. So, you know, as a community, as a health professional, public health professional, you were helping people dealing with their health, which is essentially you were helping them with their inner work. So what felt disconnected during the COVID? Because if you're helping somebody, sometimes you may get helped, right? So what happened during the COVID for you that was so starkly different? Switched. That, yeah, different. Yeah. COVID, you know, kind, kind of switched and my role switched and I wasn't helping anyone. Oh, and so that was really your ticket. So that's when you realized what you were after was not money because all of a sudden either you didn't help people because your company didn't provide you enough folks or they were not reaching out, whatever the reason was because you were not helping, although the money was coming in, it was not fulfilling. Did I say it correctly? It was 
yes, I didn't want it. If I, I wanted to help people, I wanted yeah. to talk to them. I want, you know, you built, I built many relationships because, because in the beginning it was very serious in the way that we had to handle things. And I wasn't out, you know, in the environment that I, you know, kind of thrive in and networking mm. and helping and connecting and collaborating and, you know, building sales that way. I was, you know, oh, okay, just stay home for a matter days, hang up the right. phone. And I was like, okay, I meant for something better. And it's not that what the work I'm doing is wrong or bad or I hate it because I could get a job anywhere, but that mm. wasn't going to fix what I needed. I needed to follow my intuition and go with it. And I put out a lot of money to do it. So I made a lot of money. And when you start your own business, you lose a lot of money at first because you're investing, you're training, (laughs) you're educating. (laughs) Right. And I was, you know, going through like, as you do your, you know, the end of your taxes, you're like, wow, I really, you know, congratulations, Kate, you did something. And now, how do I make that money back? The money back. So, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I can't think like too poorly about it because, right, you know, the money is going to flow back to me because I'm doing things for free. I'm helping people. I'm, you know, talking to people, but Mm -hmm. it's very hard in the beginning. And, you know, eventually you build that wealth back and it comes back to you, right? And you don't know when. And I think when people get it back, it can kind of change them because you have your self-confidence, you have your money, but how do you really feel on the inside? Are you internally happy? Isn't that interesting? You said something which I want to go back to, right? You said that you can find a job. I'm paraphrasing it. I can't remember exactly how you phrased it. What I heard was you can find a job whenever you want. Finding a job was never a problem, right? which is a very key, important aspect. You know, we, our show is Migrate to Wealth. One of the biggest reasons why I picked that name is because migration to wealth has to be intentional. You have to create your path. Whatever your path is, you need to create that path. And wealth's got to be more holistic. So we'll take your case for now, and then it actually applies to me as well. You're making good money, but really when you were not helping, what gave you satisfaction was not the money. Money was a byproduct. It was actually helping people. And when the helping people stopped, that's really when you realize no matter how much money people would give you, a company can give you, if they take away the helping aspect of it, you're not going to be happy. So helping other people has to be the core component of your offering. And of course, everyone needs to make money because if you don't make the money, you won't be able to help people, right? So if you have a calling and you have a skill, definitely that needs to be deployed, right? The same thing happened in my case where I got laid off in 2018. And then since that event happened, I knew I can always find a job. And I did, even at that time. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to have that experience of helplessness because you don't know where the next paycheck is coming from. So for me, the trigger was very different. But eventually, I actually found out that the trigger was, I misread the trigger. The trigger wasn't the job loss. The trigger really was, we were using that money to help kids in India sponsor their education. When that flow stopped, I could not make that impact, right? And that was our promise to those kids. And now I was concerned that we will not be able to make that happen if the, if the flow of money stops, right? So that really changed me. And I think, I think this is a very interesting conversation because how you get to is usually different because everyone has their own life's journey, but everyone's looking to fulfill a purpose 
which is beyond money. And money just enables you to accelerate helping way more people than you could have before without the money, but in, in essence, be fulfilled. That's true. I mean, I also come from the background of I didn't grow up with a lot of money. You know, wow. I had unemployment in my family and in my partnerships. So me having money is a big deal because I never want to live right. paycheck to paycheck. And when you start up your own business, that's kind of what it's like. You don't pay yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you have to look internally to know and trust and have that confidence in yourself that it's going to come. And a lot of it has to do with the way that you're framing your thoughts so that they're not in a, having an undertone that, you know, isn't going to kind of vibrate you higher. Yeah. Um, so many of us have wealth. And depending if that's your health or, you know, the way you feel or your family, but money does matter in this world, unfortunately, and everyone does compare it, but that doesn't mean that they don't have internal problems that you don't see about. And what's the point of having money and being comfortable if you're not, you know, either sending, you know, money back to India or doing something that you really enjoy or mm -hmm. just volunteering your time. Yeah. I think life's all about servicing, right? I mean, business is a service too, but it's ultimately it's about servicing. If you're not serving people, your life's unfortunately going to be, it's, it's going to be a void somewhere. There's going to be a void. And I think that void's going to keep poking you until you figure out what's that void. So on that note, Kate, help us understand kind of like when you work with your clients, right? What's the format that you work with? Kind of like, because you have to break a wall in your business. And it's a very big, maybe very thick concrete wall where people have to, you have to work with them to break it. It's probably not going to happen in one meeting. So how do you work with it? How do you help? And the reason I'm asking this question to give you a context is not everyone is going to seek a professional help. They should, because they're free. People like you, Kate, are there for a reason, right? Because that help is needed. But I want to give, I also want to enable people to give them a mental model of a framework of if they were to do this work themselves, at least start the work instead of waiting to make a decision to go seek some help. So that's really why I was asking this question about what's the framework you look, what's the starting trigger, what's the last straw moment for them where you ask a question and they just completely pour everything out, right? How does that process look like? It's a very, I call it a dance because, you know, it takes five to 20 touches or, you know, scrolls for people to really see you, you know, kind of figure you out. Are you trustable? And they got to, you know, are you professional? What are your degrees? And this is people, you know, of a higher education mm -hmm. because we're smart and we want to research you and make sure that you're, you know, the real thing. And, you know, I always do a free 30 minute call just to get to know the person because I need to know I can jive with them, right? you know? And then, so what I always ask my clients is why do you want to get coached and what do you want to, you know, what are you kind of stuck with? Because my job is to get you unstuck, to move you forward. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of ask you like, what do you want the next 12 months to look like like if you were if this was the end of 2023 looking back what do you want to accomplish and what do you want to avoid mm -hmm. and what area in this wheel of life whether it's emotional spiritual religion 
career, relationships, hobbies, do you really want to work on or do you feel like you need the most help on? And we kind of work back on that. And then we set a goal that is very scary that like you want to set a goal that I know scares you. It makes you kind of want to throw up. But I don't put times on these goals because whether it takes you one year or two years or five years, as long as you accomplishment and you're moving forward and you're taking action, then you're right where you need to be. I think sometimes when you put a timeline on things, it's very limiting, especially when it's Mm -hmm. internal work. Because life happens, things happen, and change is hard. And doing the work is hard. And so just as a fun activity, I'm like, you know, just pick 50 things you want to do before you die. What are some fun things that you want to do? Get them out of that mind of just kind of being curious. Like, okay, you have all of this. Just be curious. Let's get to know each other. What do you want to do? I'll share mine. And, you know, kind of help them kind of build something together. And then it's like, whoever you are now, that's great. Who do you want to be? Let's write some things down. Because maybe that person doesn't like who they are, or maybe they Mm -hmm. want more, you know, time at home, or they want to work on their marriage because they're so cannot disconnect from being home. A lot of people need help with boundaries. And a lot of clients who can't turn off their cell phone, the cell phones with them all the time. I get that. It's like you're 24 on seven, but most of us can set boundaries. It's actually super healthy and super effective. And it's also good to take vacations because it helps you be more productive. You need to turn your brain off. Brains aren't meant to go this many days. That's why you know you have a day of rest that in a religion is called Sunday for some people. Sometimes it's Saturday, but you have a day off. So that's oh. kind of how I work with it. And and it's it's hard to get them unstuck, but when they trust you and they trust the process, it becomes a lot easier. So I love that. I'll just kind of repeat the framework to make sure it makes sense to me. So really, I think what you're trying to figure out with them is what's your current reality? What's your point A? Where are you starting from? Then help paint a picture of where do you want to go tomorrow, right? And then work through them to build a bridge from their current reality to their future self in a way that's relatable to them, right? Absolutely. So one of the key questions, and this is my observation, of course, I'm not a professional in this field. That's my observation really is people don't know where they are, right? They actually don't really want to think about where they are. Is that true? Because of course, you've met way more people who have come to you for assistance than I have probably talked to. So my sampling is very limited for that specific statement. So I would love to understand, do people really know where they are? Are they afraid of introspection if they don't? And what, where they are, what's the baseline majority of, what is the 80-20? I can say with the people that I worked with, I have known and worked with, they forget who they are because they're so stuck in the process of what they think society should tell them they should be or their job needs them to be. And they need an outside source to shake them and wake them and let's go and move forward and really dig deep and see how what they're doing is affecting their whole lifestyle. It's a ripple effect. You know, one little rock in the ocean touches many different kinds of waves mm-hmm. and things, and they don't know. And so I kind of bring them back to who they were before all of this. So, you know, what do they like about themselves currently? What don't they like? 
why don't they like it? And why mm-hmm. are they doing that? A lot of times we are doing it because we think we're supposed to, right. but you really need to be your authentic self. How do you figure that out? You talk through it. Isn't that crazy? I think that's the number one concern that I always feel, right? As we're living a life that somebody else told us to live. And we actually don't take a pause and say, do we really want to live that life? And is that life right for me? It could be right for somebody. Who knows if it is for anybody, but it could be right for somebody so we won't pass that judgment. But is it right for me? Like in my case, I was told that I have to get all good education, right? I went to one of the best engineering schools in India. I got my MBA from Columbia here. I worked at one of the top companies in this country. But it took me a while to realize that's not who I am. Yes, I'm good at that because I've made myself that way. But that's not really who I am. And I still have friends who are like, what are you doing, dude? Why are you quitting your job and doing this syndication thing that I do? I'm like, that's really who I am, right? I felt this part of me missing of helping people in a way where I can actually help them gain their time back so they can do whatever they want to do. Most people are stuck in a rat race because they're trying to make money to where they think that the only way to make money is being employed. Where now our company is showing the way is that you can continue to work if you wanted to, but if you plan your life in a certain way and make a few investments the right way, you can actually, which is not in stocks, which is in which is an alternative assets, because then we can have another episode just talking about stocks, why they're not the best ones for most people. So we're basically giving them that education. And that is for me, is the value that I can add because I have cracked that code for me. So I'm like, let me just share that, that one out. But most people can't understand it. They're like, why are you doing this? Because you were making gobble amount of money working at Airbnb and you would have been making the stocks, the stock's going to go to the roof. And why are you leaving a high paid tech job to do this? Right. To your point about most people were living a life that because somebody else told us to do, we're doing things which we were told to do rather than self-reflecting and figuring out, do I really want to do that? Right. And a lot of times people are saying that is because they're kind of like jealous that you got to leave and you were ambitious enough to do that. In other words, people don't understand because they are so stuck in the model of what they think they should do or should do or, or, you know, they are comfortable in what they're doing and they don't want to push themselves. So how does that process look for them, for anyone who's going through that breakthrough process, right? Because you're breaking the previous assumptions, your mental models, and you are making a new you, for the lack of better words. So how does that process look? Because you're probably seeing in their face, in their body, in their emotions, that these people are working with you, they're actually changing. When does a realization happen for them that something in that have been stirred and now they are different them? I think when they're doing the work and they really are understanding and actually putting forth, I think by the time we call it calendar integrity, is that they're doing the things that they say they're going to do on their calendar, regardless of how they feel that day. And that sometimes means that you stop working at five o'clock or you're waking up earlier to do your business because it's, you need to make that money and get work done in a quiet area. And then when you start showing up as a person you want to be, people will see it and treat you differently. You're higher, you're happier. Like you are basically 
pretending that you are this person who has their health and happiness and joy back, back, regardless if it hasn't been a year, but you're living that way and there's no guilt about it. I mean, we're going to have some setbacks and there are days where we have to work a lot and travel, but they're going to start finding things that bring them inner peace. And so with that being said, you might even see results of lower blood pressure. You know, you're out because you are out, you're having fun. Like you, you're finding who you were and you know, you're a different version of that because you're older, but it's time to look back and say, you know, the book, you know, the five regrets of people on their deathbed. And it's like, always, I work too much. You know, you don't want to be in a job for so long that it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm hearing from all the people who have just retired. Like I work so much for what, what was the reason? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, they had money and they were running around like crazy, but now looking back, it never was worth it. So, you know, because that's all they thought about. If you can intertwine family time, friend time, relaxation in there, you know, one day off a month, you know, a vacation every quarter, it will start to change you. Right. And I think also, uh, you know, sometimes people fool themselves. I'll give you a great example for that. In my conversation, I talk to a lot of investors. So when I'm talking to them, I'm like, okay, why aren't you? Of course, they're telling me the most deepest secrets about their finances. So we go across some emotional boundaries as well. Right. So like we start talking about some, what jobs they do or what work they're into. I'm like, do you like what you do? They're like, oh, I love it. I'm like, can you see a world? If I give you $10 million today, would you quit your job tomorrow? He's like, yeah, in a heartbeat. I'm like, so you're really not liking what you do. You're just pretending to like what you do because you're, what you're really after is it's a job for you because it gives you money. If you really loved it, no matter how much money you had it, you'll continue doing it. Right. I had a very interesting realization recently. I'm like, that's probably one of the biggest reasons because we're telling ourselves lies. I shouldn't say lies. We're not telling ourselves the truth that can wake us up. We're telling ourselves comforting thoughts. It's not a lie because if they knew it was a lie, they would probably change it. But it's a comforting thought that I'm giving into this world where I'm going to, if I don't tell myself that I love my job, I'm going to wake up hating my job and then I don't know what my life would look like. Right. So we're, we're basically, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that you're just caught up in that rat race and the vicious loop where you'll never be able to get out of it. So one of the biggest things that I've found is be truthful to yourself. If you hate something, it's okay to say you hate it. doesn't mean you stop doing it tomorrow, but at least you'll figure out a way. Do you have the power in you to address that or not? At least you'll be looking for answers. You'll be curious. Right. And sometimes if you shift your focus as I'm going to, this job is just an investment until my next step. And you know that you want to do something else. It kind of helps that not look at it so much as a rat race, but more of, okay, Mm -hmm. I have to do this till I get to what I really want. And, you know, money is so personal. And sometimes people don't even tell their anyone about what they do with it or or what wealth they have. And you know, that's a personal preference, but regardless if it's debt or wealth, there's a way to make yourself happier and a way to, you know, get to a better position with your mind. Yeah, nothing. I think that's a kid. Tell us one quick framework that somebody could adopt tomorrow, right? To wake up, maybe not fix themselves, to at least wake up, that they can ask these subtle questions, which is not going to 
get them more depressed, but actually ask them to ask, because I really believe to get better answers, you got to ask a better question, right? If you're asking the question, which is not serving us, we have to change our question. So uh, I would love to get your thoughts. What are some of the, what are some of the approaches that you can give our listeners that they can put into action tomorrow and uh, maybe at least see some slight impacts, if not earth shattering impacts? Right. So what we call this is like morning work or night work or just like daily reflections is what are three things I'm grateful for today? Mm -hmm. What is my biggest challenge I have to face with? And how am I going to show up to face that challenge? A lot of times in business, we overreact. So how are we planning when we meet with this person who might be a harder sell or harder conversation to stay cool and stay calm. And there's like a little mantra you can do with it, your hands under the table at a meeting where you, you know, you talk about it and you say it three or four times to yourself. You can do it while you're in a meeting. No one knows, but you're reminding yourself that you're in control of the situation. Hey, Kate, and, I'm so sorry. And then back to what you can do tomorrow or whenever you listen to this is that to remind yourself that you do have control. And so what I tell clients to do when they're in stressful situations, when they're, you know, get up in the morning, they're writing everything, you know, three things they're grateful for, their now goal for their future, what they want their life to look like, and what their day, setting up their day, looking at their calendar so they're intentionally knowing what they have to do, is you know that there might be a challenging person that you have to deal with today. So you can either show up as someone that's going to, you know, just treat them with kindness and be, you know, and just be nice. And when you're in a reaction, especially in a business meeting where it can get a little bit heated, you just kind of go through your hands motions and you go, peace resides within me through your hands, just touching the tip to your hands and you say that in your head. And so that regains your control, your mind, so that you're not overreacting. You can take a moment to think. I always like to say, if you are very upset over a conversation or email, you don't need to respond right away. Hmm. But, you know, what would the person you want to be at the end of this year, how would they ever respond? Yeah. And what do you need to do to get to that person? You know, so if you have to have to do five sales calls today and you hate doing sales calls or you don't like the people you have to sell to, get it done immediately. Lesson, you know, you have a time put in your calendar or put in your reply message. You know, I'm out of the office until 8 a.m. and I'll respond at your email now. That is that makes people so uncomfortable for the first week or two. Mm -hmm. And then people respect that boundary. Right. And then right. you remember that you don't have to respond. We live in a wor world where we know everyone's on their phone and we get upset when they don't respond right away. Yeah. Because, Start a boundary. Yeah. It's actually healthier for your employees. Mm. You set the tone and it trickles down. I love that. So peace resides within me. I like that's a constant reminder, right? And it doesn't take much effort. So you have no reason to say, no, I can't. I, I, you don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to go walk out of the room. You could literally do it on keeping your hands under the table or whatever, right in your mind, if uh, nothing needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So I love that, I love that. Hey, Kate, on that note, thank you again for uh, sharing that. We're going to shift gears because I want to be respectful of your time. Amazing insights, right? Amazing, amazing things. So thank you for doing what you do. 
if you were to go back to your twin, maybe this is how you were made, this is how you're born, and maybe you were lucky amongst one of us, all of us, that what insights can you give your 15, 20-year-old self where their migration in life becomes more intentional and something that they actually look forward to? Because not everyone's comfortable with change, right? The decisions you made in your life, the decision I've made in my life, and decision many other people have made their life, they were all uncomfortable decisions. They were not comfortable. But many people avoid that change because they're not looking forward to that initial pain. They're not reflecting on the potential gain. So with that context, I would love to see here what your insight would be. My insights would be would, you know, surround yourself with five people that could rep- that you want to represent your reputation. Because mm. what who your five closest friends are says who you are. You don't need to follow the crowd. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. You know, so how, I, do we, uh, how do we enable them, Kate, at that age? You know, yeah. I, I asked the question to a lot of my guests. At that age, you're trying to fit in, right? Your hormones are all over the place. So what are the tips for them to make it more realistic? That, okay, you know what? Yeah. These are the tools for you to handle it. So it doesn't sound like a lecture versus something that they're we're enabling them to be successful. Uh, how would we do that? Because I mean, I remember me 15 years ago, I wouldn't have, no matter what I, what insight I shared with that 15, 20 year old socket, I wouldn't have heard it. So, but if I gave me the tool, I'm going to just do three things in life. You'd be fine. Right. What do you like to do? Keep doing it, investigate Keep it, research it. it, find someone that knows knows more than you and follow them. Love it. Oh, that makes sense. So on, on the second, just kind of following the same, same path, what is one of your um, insights for if you were given the power to change the world and move the world to a certain direction? What's, what is that vision, desire for you, for the world, the entire humanity to migrate towards? Stop comparing yourself to everyone. Oh, so powerful. Yeah. And then do you see that happening a lot? It does. Yeah, it happens a lot. Comparison is a thief joy. And when we compare ourselves to other people who may, we don't know that what chapter of their life they're on or what their home life is, we make assumptions that aren't always true. Right. And it well, changes us. Yeah, because I think comparison is also about the money, right? Kind of like this, that person has $10 million, I only have two. But you two is a lot. Right. If you actually realize it, because uh, some people don't even have $2, right? So it's really who you're comparing with, right? Right. No, I appreciate that. I think that that I definitely appreciate. So, Kate, thank you again for being on our show, sharing your wisdom and insights with my audience. So uh, where can people get hold of you? Where are you? um, Is there a website? Is there social media? Where where can they get hold of you? I'm everywhere. So you can go on my website, blendincoaching.com. I do offer free sessions just so you get to know me. I do have an Instagram handle, which is kglendon underscore coaching. I'm in Facebook as Kate Cat Glendon Coaching and on LinkedIn as Catherine Ann. So feel free to reach out that way. 
Perfect. Well, thank you again, Kate. I'm sure people will avail uh, your help or at least have the first conversation because uh, I'm sure you've triggered something in all of us. Well, thank you again for your time. Yeah, really appreciate you. it. Yeah. Have a great day. If you got value from this episode, you might consider sharing this content with a friend. But most importantly, be sure to take action on what you've learned. One way you can take the next step is to connect directly with Socket on an investor call. That link is waiting for you in the show notes below. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your own advisors when making any investment decisions. Keep listening. We'll see you on the next episode.